about a little bit in this culture and in this world around us, but we talk about it in a really screwed up way. You see, burnout is something that I have found is actually celebrated in our culture today. We look at burnout as this thing that if we're lucky, we'll achieve it. And you know, the reason that I know that is because I guarantee you that if you were to ask the people around you, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? You're going to hear two answers. The first one will be, I'm fine, which is a lie. And the second one, which is also a lie, is I'm doing great. I have so much on my plate. I'm a, I'm, I got so many projects going on at work. I got so many things that I'm trying to do. I've never been more exhausted. I've never been more busy. I've never had more things going on. And then usually what the response is to that is, wow, you're crushing it. You're doing amazing. Way to go. That's the mentality that we have and that I've seen in our culture today. Burnout is something that we celebrate. When the reality is that couldn't be further from the truth of how we should view it. You see, burnout is not a badge of honor. <clears throat> burnout is not a badge of honor. Burnout is not this thing that if we're lucky and we do all the things that we think we should do, we'll, we'll be celebrated and we'll be successful because I'm miserable and I'm empty and my life is falling apart. Burnout is not the badge of honor. And it's the complete opposite of how God created us to live. But you see, we'll celebrate the burnout, but we won't mention this little four-letter word. Because we don't, we don't want to talk about this little four-letter word, rest. We'll celebrate the burnout. Way to go. Your life just fell apart? Way to go. You haven't taken a day off since... 40 years ago, congratulations. You must be doing something right. <laughs> we'll celebrate that till I can say this now, until the cows come home. But God forbid we mention the word rest. That's a four letter word as men and in our culture and in our society. Rest has become this thing that we've ignored because if I say that I want to take rest or that I'm going to have rest, it will mean, or I will be viewed as lazy, weak, or that I can't have what I have going on. And so we'll ignore that word until our lives fall apart, until all we do is give out and eventually we run out and we hit burnout. But you see rest, and living from a place of rest is the way that God intended us to live. We wonder why our marriages are failing. We wonder why our kids want nothing to do with us. We wonder why, why our, our careers are, are hitting dead end after dead end after dead end. It's because more of us are burnt out, I believe with all my heart, than we would ever admit. You know, I believe that there is no greater threat to a healthy marriage there is no greater threat to a healthy relationship than an unrested couple. There is no greater threat because in that unrest, in that burnout, that is when our hearts and our minds are compromised. There's a reason why in boot camp they starve you with sleep 
and then make you try to fulfill all these tasks because they know that they're just waiting for you to make the mistake. And if they can get you tired, that's when you're most likely to fall. And guess what? There's another person, there's another thing out there that's trying to get us to do the same thing. And unless we have a better understanding of what rest is, we'll keep falling to that burnout every minute of every day. You know, our, our whole ministry is built off of Psalm 23. And if you know anything about Psalm 23, it's this picture of, of David as a shepherd. David was a shepherd, and he's writing this, this word, these, this poem, this song about God being his shepherd. And he's using this, this parallel and this comparison to sheep and a shepherd. And he makes this statement. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now, I love the phrase that he makes me lie down. You know what's interesting? Like I said, I'm new to the farm world. So I've only been a, a shepherd, so to speak, for about a year now. But I've learned something about sheep and goats because I've got some of them. Here's the two things that I've learned about them. Number one, they're idiots. They are so stupid. They will literally get their head stuck in the fence. As you're pulling it out, before you move, they will turn around and get their head stuck in the exact same spot in the fence. Over and over and over and over again. They're stupid. The other thing that I've learned about, about sheep and goats and, and that whole world is that they will literally go and go and go and go and go until they drop dead and kill themselves. They have no governor. They cannot control themselves. If you gave them 50 bales of hay, they would eat 50 bales of hay until they literally exploded. I'm not making this up. They, they can't control themselves. They can't stop. They will just keep moving. They will just keep going until all of a sudden they find themselves in a place of, uh, what do I do now? I hope the guy comes and gets my head unstuck or I will die. Now, now, it's funny to talk about these idiots like that, but the reality is, guess what animal God in the Bible compares us to as humans the most? Sheep. Sheep. You know, the interesting thing about what David says is this. He says, the shepherd makes me lie down. You know why he does that? Because the shepherd knows that if he didn't, we wouldn't. The shepherd knows that if he didn't make the sheep lie down, they wouldn't. You know the interesting thing about God? He knows the same thing. He knows that if he didn't make us lie down, we wouldn't. We would just keep going and going and going and going. One more thing off the to-do list. One more responsibility. One more meeting. One more appointment. One more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more, until we drop dead. And so God knew, I got to do something about this. You see, rest, rest is not this thing that we do after we burn out. God showed us and God teaches us that rest is actually a rhythm that we need to create in our lives so that we don't burn out. I used to have a good, I have a good friend. He's not dead yet. Uh, he's on his way though. Um, he, he used to tell me this. He had one of the craziest schedules that I've ever seen in my life. And I used to tell him all the time, man, you've got to slow down. Like you're not, you can't do this. You know what his response? I will sleep when I'm dead. I'll sleep when I'm dead. I remember the one day I looked at him and I said, you are going to get that nap so much faster than you think if you don't slow down and stop. 
But we look at, at rest as this thing of maybe, maybe I could earn some rest. Maybe if I just do enough over here, then later at the end of the week, then maybe in a couple months, maybe next year, maybe in 40 years when I retire, then I'll get to rest. And God knew that that was the mentality that we were going to have as men. He knew that was the mentality that we were going to have as people, that we were just going to keep giving and giving. And he says, no, 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 I got to do something about this. You need to stop because otherwise you're going to kill yourself. And so, so David says that, that God makes us lie down because he knew if he didn't, we wouldn't. Rest is not this thing that we do after we burn out. It's a rhythm we need to create so that we don't burn out. You want to have healthier marriages. You want to have healthier relationships. You want to have healthier work, life, balance, responsibility, all those things. Rest. Rest. And then David goes on to say, he, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now, I don't think for one second the reason that David is saying that or that the reason that he goes to the, the pasture or the stream is because it's a good backdrop and a nice soundtrack. It's not because it feels comfortable to sit in the grass and the, the bubbling brook sounds nice to our ears. The reason that he says that is because he knows that in order to really rest, you need to replenish what you're giving out. I've, heard, I've talked to so many men. I've talked to so many people and they will say to me, I, I don't get it. Like I'm exhausted. I feel completely burnt out, but I took a nap yesterday and I still don't feel better. And I'll look at that and I'll say, because you don't understand that, that you're giving out so much more than just physical energy. And so real rest is not just taking a nap. A nap won't fix your burnout. Is it important? Yes. Do we need physical rest? Absolutely. But you see, you as men, you as husbands, you as, as leaders, you're giving out so much more than just physical exertion. What are you doing to replenish what you're giving out? You see, David says that he leads me beside the still waters. He, he leads me beside uh, the, the green pastures because to sheep, that was replenishing for them. They were restoring what they were given out. And we need to do that same thing as men if we truly want to live the life that God has called us to live. We can't just expect a nap to fix our burnout. It never will. David says that after that, all, all of that, he says, the Lord, he, God, he restores my soul. You know, when we resist rest, we rob God of the opportunity to restore our souls. When we resist rest, we are 100% robbing God of the opportunity to restore our souls. Because you're not giving him the space to put back into you the very things that you're giving out. And that's a scary thought. And I hope it scares us this morning. Because it's true. So we need to fight the rest. We can't just say, all right, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, I'm, I'm set to retire in a few years. That's when it'll really kick in. No. God knew that we wouldn't slow down. So he models for us a rhythm of rest that didn't happen later. It happened now. Rest is something that we need to create. It's a rhythm that we need to create 
daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, nonstop. Or else all we will do is give out and then we will run out and that's what we hit burnout. You know, after David says that the green pastures still waters and he says, God restores my soul. He says, then he, he guides me along the right paths. He leads me through the valley of the shadow of death. You, you probably know the, the story. You know, I love, I love the order of events in this passage because rest precedes the action. David says, I'm going to stop. I'm going to rest. I'm going to restore and refuel. Then I'm going to go. If that's not the complete opposite of what we look at as rest in our world today, I don't know what is. Like I said, we have this idea that we should be working for rest instead of from rest. We have this idea that, that maybe just maybe I'll get to rest over here instead of working from a place of rest. You know, the interesting thing about the Jewish culture is that they viewed their weak and they viewed their rhythms completely different than we do today. You see, the Sabbath in the Jewish culture was not the end of the week. It was the beginning. The Sabbath started their week. It didn't end it. And as men, if we, if we truly want to live a healthy life, we've got to work from a place of rest, not for it. You see, rest is is a gift it's not something that we earn it's already been earned for us it's time for us to receive it and live from that place because if we don't we will just keep giving out until we run out and then we burn out and so i i wonder this morning what is your rhythm of rest look like today now, this is about the point when we talk about this, where most people in their minds will say, cute story guy, that's nice. You don't know my life. You don't know my career. You don't know my responsibilities. You don't know what I have at home. You've never met my wife. You've never been to my job. Cute story, it's not real. I can't do that. Rest is not in the cards for me. Take the shepherd piece out of it. Let's go back to the very beginning, and I'll close with this. God himself literally spoke creation into being. He created everything from nothing. Did all the work. And what does it say that he did? He rested. Now, do I think God rested because he was tired? Nope. I think he rested because he knew that if he didn't model it for us, we would have that excuse every minute of every day that we're on this earth. Well, God didn't sleep, so neither should I. God didn't rest, why should I? But see, God in all of his creation, and he was God, rested. Now, if you're sitting here saying, cool story, I can't do that. I have too much going on. I've got too many responsibilities. I've got too many things I've got to do. Too many people depend on me. If that's your mentality, what does that say 
about the way that you view yourself. If God could rest, but you can't, what does that say about the way that you view yourself? God never intended us to live a life of burnout. He created us to live from a place of rest for his glory and his honor. Are you doing that? Have you created a rhythm of rest in your life? Or are you simply giving out until you burn out? And do you look like that car on the side of the road? Let me pray for you. God, thanks so much for this time. Lord, this is a hard topic because it's easy to blow it off and think we don't really need to talk about this because it's not gonna affect us. But the reality is every single one of us is giving out in some capacity every minute of every day. We are not the hero of the story, Lord. Help us to understand that. Help us to understand that we are not supposed to be the one that, that fixes every problem, that meets every need, that resolves every issue, that's your job. So Lord, help us to take the pressure off of our shoulders so that we could truly rest in your presence and be who you've called us to be. God, I pray that as we take this time to discuss uh, this topic a little bit more, Lord, let this be an honest conversation. Let us be real and authentic. Help us to take the mask off and approach us from a place of, of what, what can I do better and how can I learn? Lord, help us to walk out of here with something more than we'll walk through. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.